I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what I'm, I'm, I am jealous of you, Will? Well, I was just thinking, you just mentioned, are you ginger and you're pretending not to be? Yeah, he's, he bleaches his hair. No, f- firstly, firstly, <laughs> firstly, I'm a bit, I'm Auburn, okay. if anything. Auburn? Auburn. Are you? Yeah, yeah, Auburn. I'm that's, Auburn. that's what gingers say. <laughs> I'm not ginger, right? I'm just a bit, I, I can be a little bit Auburn okay. in the winter. But in, in the summer... You go blonde. I'm blonde. And, uh, and also, this is why, because I got this blonde hair here, this is... Um, Transplanted. <laughs> that is also true, but uh, only the front bit is transplanted. Does that work? Because I'm going, and I need. I'm thinking Mate, about. Mate, it is. So I've only done the front bit of my head. I did the. the how did? How? Talk me through it, because I'm really intrigued. It's unbelievable. They basically do. It, it's a long process. So if you if you're going to do it, really think about it. So they they took two thousand hairs out the back of my head in a process called drilling. So I picked, someone told me it's from your ass. It's not. <laughs> that was your mate Matt, who you, <laughs> he did chronic irrigation to. Yeah, no. No, I believe you. They, they take it from the back of your head, something called drilling. They do each individual hair follicle one at a time, push, 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 put it in a little petri dish next to you. Okay. They then punch 2,000 holes into so the front. Sorry, like here? Or yeah, the literally right. at the back of your head, so the back of your head, so all at the back. So, oh. But it all grows back quite well. Yeah. They can take a total of like eight or 10,000 hair follicles. Shit, that's back a lot. Yeah. It, so what, could they, f- could potentially, if you were completely bold, they could fill your head? Yeah, they can fill your head. That's incredible. But, but after after ten thousand, then your hair will start to be a bit patchy. I think at the back, <laughs> so you don't want. Then I'll have to start reversing. Yeah, yeah. It. Just keep fading. It. Well, <laughs> sorry, we went way overboard. <laughs> they have to take it back from the other top of your head and put it back again. Yeah, start yeah. taking it from your balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they do that. They then punch two thousand holes or how many you want in the front of your head. They then place it in. 
and then the process is of two weeks you have it's pretty intense kind of like like thing where you can't roll over and things like that. but <laughs> I, I would lie in my bed and I'd wake up in the morning and go and rub my head yeah, and I'd, yeah. oh. they could fall out but it, mate, it really works does it, I, does it hurt? it's not fun okay. my face was swollen up I wasn't in a good way probably doesn't hurt as much as a 2k Olympic race. It does. It hurts way more than that. Hurts way more yeah. than that. You're just. A but I suppose it's because <laughs> no, it goes on for hours. So yeah. and it's not just in a one. You go back, right? I did it on one. Mine's a one. Yeah, mine oh, just wow. went one. But I only had the front of my head because I I had receded a bit, but I hadn't gone. So to, my forehead is growing. So I'm getting a five head. Yeah, yeah I have. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah, but yeah. You know, you're tall. I was going to be short and bald. I'm fucked. <sighs> and and yeah, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a short bald reality stuff <laughs> that's a real there you go any hey, don't beat yourself up yeah, I'm only kidding you're a podcaster too there we go baby I'm great <laughs> hello everyone welcome <laughs> back to part two of private parts we're still joined our guest today Will Search. hi Will hiya hello um, Will I also we've got to get into the fact that you are injured at the moment um, yeah. and but you've had a pretty serious injury it's not just like a twisted ankle you, what, yeah, so happened? I basically had two injuries in a year. It's all a bit of a nightmare. Should have, should have just quit. Um, so I had a, I had some, I had a heart procedure early in the year, and then I just, um, I ruptured my shoulder out on camp. So basically, we go up on altitude. We altitude train three times a year. God, that's is I that went, quite exhausting? <clears throat> oh, it's miserable. Yeah, um, especially went, this camp because it's this one. The first one we do every year is indoors. So yeah. you're you're literally up in a ski resort watching people ski, which is my favorite thing to do in the world. And just rowing yeah you're just on a machine every day and then you're in the weights room every day whereabouts in the world are you doing it this was uh, Sierra Nevada in Spain and then we either go to South Africa or Namibia in January the guys have just been and then there's a, a big one sort of leading into the world championships or the Olympics up in Austria which is our coach's kind of baby he like that's his favourite spot um, mm. it's on a hydro dam away from everywhere um, snow cap mountains champion view every morning at breakfast but you really struggle to breathe um, I remember I went to Bolivia to La Paz and uh, we were in a car in, the, in our, this taxi and it was going up a hill and I got out we had to push the taxi up the hill and oh my god yeah. it, 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 I couldn't breathe it's it's, it, you, you can't breathe but then you come back from that and you feel so what does that feel, feel, what does that feel, feel like when you when you come back so after it's quite strange a, a, you get like camp. you get like two spikes um, so you, you get a spike obviously it's planned and it's timed for the Olympics so it's the penultimate camp you go to altitude so the, for Rio for example altitude Italy for two weeks and you get to the Olympics and there's a date where you know you've got a lot of mm. I don't know how it works but red blood cells yeah haemoglobin haemoglobin all of that haemoglobin yeah goblin it's got haemoglobin. It's um, it's just where the uh, red blood cells go fast around your body, and they because no, you need more, more you need more red blood cells when you're at altitude because you, so you produce more, more. haemoglobin. Yeah. Where so, yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like two two weeks is is. I don't know exactly the, like the you know the facts and the studies behind it, but I know that it works. Um, our coach is a bit of a Germanic dinosaur, so it's in it, it's worked in the past. It's it's worked year after year you know and especially leading in for me um but you kind of you you come out the other end and you like the day for example we did the semi and then the day before the final i felt like my blood was boiling you know you've really? gone from doing 200k a week to doing maybe 8 to 10k a day of training and then you're about to race so you reduce the program you feel fucking good yeah basically. 200k a week yeah what is that? What is that? Quick mathematics. Come on, you calculator, Francis. What, what is that? What, what is that per day? In my, uh, oh, two. Well, twenty divided by seven. seven it's, it's seven. Seven. It's seven. 
seven hemoglobin. Rough hemoglobin seven. It's just under. It's just under. Thirty k a week. Yeah, it's like 30, 30, 30 40 k a day. Yeah, a day. Yeah. And, and just quick, and and how long does that take to do 30, 40 k? How many hours of running is that? Well, we train from seven till about four thirty every day. So it's a job. It's a full time job. You 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 just sitting on a rowing machine for that long? No, obviously you get get to eat quite a lot in between. Oh um, my! And then one of the sessions is weights as well. So we so going forward now. yeah, it's a hard it's a hard check. <laughs> so you so you do all this training. You go up there. You have these spikes. You, you it, the training works. But then you, what happened to your shoulders? So your shoulders. Summer. So, so we're the first actually camp of the year and sort of got to the penultimate day of coming back. You're really fatigued. So the thing with actually you don't really recover, and that's the point. Your body is just getting an absolute beasting more than usual. You're training mm. just as hard, if not harder. Um, but it feels harder as well, obviously, because you, you, you're you lacking the oxygen. Yeah. Um, so you're really tired after you get down to weights. And we had a max testing day uh, in the gym. And it's not, I'm not going to say the weight because it's probably quite embarrassing to a lot of rugby players that will probably be listening. But I was bench pressing quite heavy for me. Um, and I was going up and it was- What was the weight? About 400 kilos. And, <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. 120. <laughs> Close. 125 yeah, something like that oh, um, right. and basically it came down and I pushed up and my snapped my pet major oh. Oh. Um, but yeah big sort of knee did you feel reaction. a rip did you hear it did you feel it it's not actually painful weirdly but I was sick immediately um, oh, shoulders shit. up in your ear I knew I'd fucked up you know those memes where yeah. they're like nailed it yeah well <laughs> 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 or um, the one where he goes, this, and this is where he, he knew he'd fucked up. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was there, <laughs> and I it. fucking went for it, and it just pinged. And I was like, shit, oh, like, I know I've done some damage here. Anyway, everyone tries to hope and thinks that it'll be okay. Um, coach actually said beforehand not to do it, so I was in the black book. Were you sick as soon as it happened? Yeah, pretty much. I left the gym and went through up. It was horrible. Oh, oh my but lord. That's just like, that's just the... Uh, something going on in your system isn't it your nervous system, system yeah, yeah. You know, knows something up because you just suddenly you're, 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 you're and yeah. also you probably didn't you went I'm fine yeah I'm fine I was trying to, I'm trying to like, hold my shoulder yeah. down but oh, everyone ow. knows just trying to walk it off <laughs> oh. it's alright help, help me <laughs> I was trying I literally was trying to brush it off and it didn't didn't happen um, and so that was your first injury and that, that and that puts you up for how many months is that so it's been two months now since I've had the op and I'm slowly coming back now. I'm you had to have an operation on your sh on shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So they go in and, and put, basically put three rivets into your shoulder with the tendon. Uh, but again, supported really well by um, the British Olympic Association. They have like obviously amazing healthcare. Uh, so I came back and actually had a scan the next day and then I went in to have the operation on the Thursday. Amazing consultant. Mm. Um, That's insane. I love it. Better. And just quickly, can I, just because I'm obviously not a run, I'm sure lots of our listeners aren't, where does most of the power come from? Is it your legs or yeah, is it your arms? Yeah, it's all very leg dominated. Okay, so so when you're rowing, you're, you're, so you're going back and forward on your legs. If you ever see it, you're sort of sitting down, you're pushing, I'm trying yeah. to explain it to someone who, who's like they Totally. So you're on a, like a, a a rolling seat, a rolling seat. So so it's mainly your legs, but your shoulder. Well, explain like you go you go into the gym, go on the leg press. Yeah, that's that's rowing. Yeah, but then you've got to hook up the hands as well. And so your shoulders aren't. It's not the biggest biggest. Energy. No, I'm a little bit unorthodox. So I probably use them a bit too much. Um, so yeah, it's very leg dominated. But you, you know, the stronger the, last, the stronger yeah. you are generally, as long as you can, as long as you can pattern it right, the better. 
Um, and then and then that was your so that's now taken. But you also had a heart injury. You had a heart and yeah, you had a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Let, let, let it out. Open ah! up. It's private parts. <laughs> Someone broke your heart. What yeah, happened? That happened. That did happen. Um, oh, it that, did. No, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> oh, we touched no, a real no, nerve right there. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh god. Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> um, oh, that, I felt that over here. <laughs> The death, oh. the death stare. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I. So I was getting atrial fibrillation, which is a uh, basically explain it like your heart beating at two hundred miles an hour, two hundred beats a minute feels like two hundred miles an hour, and it stops and starts. It's really erratic. My resting heart, my resting heart rate is forty six. Okay. Yeah, and then you're you're, it will change a lot. You're impressed by that, aren't you? That's pretty well, good. Yeah. yeah for, uh, thanks very much. 46, everyone. Anyway, continue your okay, story. You story. Yeah, so it's, you're uh, it's very common in sort of 50, 60-year-old men that work a week and they go out on their brand new Pinarello at the weekend and they drink a lot. Sorry, they, what is a Pinarello? Nice bike. Uh, <laughs> wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on, on, hang on. Get with it. Hang on, hang on. So your, so your idea of, okay, so a 50-year-old man, he smashes it all week, works really hard, then I go out on my Pinarello. No, they do. They go out on their, they go on their bikes. There's a lot of them around. Yeah. Like, Not his Ferrari. Doesn't jump, but it doesn't jump in his Ferrari. Don't they're, called, they're, 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 called, they're called mammals. Yeah. Me, me, middle-aged men in Lycra. They look like... Um, they look like potatoes. The shape yeah. of a potato. Lycra is not a, is not a nice flattering leggings. thing on a... Uh, <gasps> oh, a pin... I now know what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's a racing bike. So it happens to a lot of people. So they go out and do that and Well, they basically, you know, put away the coffee, have a pretty shit lifestyle, don't sleep. Um, all of that stuff added up can create a bit of an issue. Um, for me, you know, my way of switching off was... I, I'm not a massive pisshead, but I like... I guess again, a bit unorthodox. I like, you know, seeing friends outside of rowing and propping up a bar. Sometimes it's good crack. Going, going um, to string fellows, all that or kind of stuff. Like, like you said, going into women's toilets <laughs> and having a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's not actually my cup of tea, really. Um, <laughs> how Jamie, you know, sees away the days. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was it was becoming more and more prevalent leading into Rio. Um, I went to uh, one of the altitude camps. I went to. It really kind of stirred it up can you feel it can you notice it yeah so some people can't apparently but because my heart i guess is the biggest it's the engine isn't it i guess it's the biggest muscle that we use um yeah it feels horrific i can't really explain it it feels i don't feel myself i sort of go into a shell i'm a shell of a man Mm. um what makes you a bit depressed oh it's horrible because you you just you just feel like your blood's not pumping around properly it's basically your heart just erratically um, fibrillating yeah fibrillating would you, do you feel anxious would you, yeah, would you, you really feel, anxious oh my god uh, really stressed um, and it used to come and then go so then I was taking this um, there's a thing called flecainide and it's like a pill in the pocket so you take that and then it will go back into rhythm is it like a beta blocker or no something? it's not a beta blocker I don't know what it is it's got some sort of I, I honestly don't know but it used to work so we used to I used to take that um, and we'll just quickly and, and just because when when that probably first started did people did you just pass off saying oh I feel a bit anxious or something well the, the weird thing is I used to get it in resting so my mum used to swim um, she, she she swam the channel at 13 yeah, years old yeah, yeah yeah that's unbelievable um, at 13 years old yeah, she yeah. swam the channel yeah she's a she's a tough woman hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. She's, she's the sort of woman that will, you know, if she's walking down the street and there's someone walking uh, on the other side quicker than her, she'd be livid. And she's got to yeah. overtake him. She's that competitive. Yeah. So that's, I get that from her side, which oh, helps. So she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do not speak about my mother I'm like joking, that. I'm joking. <laughs> she's wonderful. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, and so you had it as a kid. You had it as a kid. It got more and more common with more racing. Heart wall got thicker, got worse. Led into Rio, it was too late to get the operation. Come out the back of Rio, didn't want to get the operation because I guess I was a little bit scared, like most yeah, people course. are about heart operation. Um, but it's actually, it's, a, it's called a procedure. People go and get it and they're not even put out for it. So I think because my heart's big, I did, and I'm obviously a tall guy. So <clears throat> I actually went under general anesthetic when I had it and they go up through your femoral, femoral artery or vein, I think it's your vein, um, into your atria and then they create scar tissue where the, the heart's active. And Seems very like, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's, obviously I'm, I'm it's very pre- precise, but yeah. ha- I mean, to actually be making scar tissue, oh, it's like, not like you can take it back. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, like um, how do they, like, what if they like, you know. So you can watch oops. it online. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm, I'm like fascinated by it. It's, yeah. you know, there's a guy who's basically got, it's like, I kind of, it looks like that. It's like a straw mm-hmm. that he's holding and he's just sort of. Like, oh, like, roll, like France, like France, when you roll your zoots, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like a massive, uh, it's like a massive yeah. cone, yeah, and he's just rolling it for hours because <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, um, and uh, you know, it's it, it, it's sore to me, but I, I came back after three weeks and then still had a few issues with it, but now, touch wood, um, it's okay, yeah, that's insane. And do you feel much better because of it, yeah. And so you haven't had any of those... Uh, those there was a few issues coming back. Obviously, because they, they go up through that artery or vein. I still don't know. I think it's a vein. Um, it kind of... And it, they're in your heart. It mm. creates... Um, there's a lot to do with like your neurosystem. Yeah. So your body's kind of shaken up. I afterwards went down with my ex down to um, uh, Devon just to get away. We went for a walk, mm. um, and I could barely manage a fifteen-minute walk. Really? So that's how it started. Really? I guess it's because you're like recalibrating. Oh, massively! Yeah. It's like a, almost like a reboot, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. also, we're going from someone who is incredibly fit, and your whole lifestyle is about you know sport and uh, you know competitivity and things like that, and then suddenly going on a walk and can't actually do fifty minutes. Well, mentally, yes, it's mentally. It scars you. I mean. yeah, men- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really would. And I think that's what's so hard. And I think a lot of people um, will relate to that kind of thing. And you know, France, I've been pretty open and honest about all these kind of things. But even 
think you know in sport you know sport is one of the biggest places where people feel have mental health and things like that and have those anxieties whatever it is going through yeah. because not only every you well, so much of it is psychological as well so yeah, yeah so it's tough so because you you are your life is preparing yourself for the next four years yeah. for the next you're preparing yourself for the next race for the next thing so you're constantly at that point right which when is that tough. goes it's really hard and I've gone yeah. through it recently probably the worst I mean I'm open, I'm really open about it now um, before I used to just bury my head in the sand classic bloke like we all do though mm. like we all do and as soon as you're a bit more open about it I'm seeing a counsellor um, and it's really really helped and it's it's refreshing I feel like it's not I haven't changed Mm. It's all the same person, but I'm just dealing with things in a much more productive way. Yeah, mm. um, and that's exactly how I've got to be. Um, it's so funny how you say because I, you know, I, I, sorry, I, I saw therapists and things like that because of because uh, of uh, my issue <laughs> that I had. Mine was a bit too much. Uh, Bit too much partying, I think. Um, but uh, my had loads of different things. But it's so interesting because what you realise is it's that self awareness that you gain from it, and it's so true. They said, guys, what they do. Um, is they bury their head in the sand and they ignore it. And if they're feeling depressed or they're feeling sad or they're feeling anxious or they're feeling worried or whatever it is or paranoid, whatever the, the situation is, they try and ignore it. And it's it, it's and actually that, that builds up in you. That builds up, <laughs> and you become this balloon that is yeah. being blown up, blown up, blown up. And at one moment, it will pop because it's inevitable. Yeah. And I think also the process of of, of talking through it like almost set, sets some things in order because yeah. you kind of acknowledge certain things and, and assess things in a sort of verbal way. Like what speaking is very is a very therapeutic thing in and of itself. And and well, and also, how do you think? Because there's obviously a lot of sportsmen who come out of sport, like you said, whether it's rowing, whether it's football, whether it's rugby, whatever it is, that go through that process of of going suddenly you're, or even in the military. I spoke to Jason Fox the other day, who went through this whole kind of situation where you lose your USP, yeah. you lose your sense of identity because for the last ten years you have been rowing oh. or you've been playing a sport. Yeah. So then, how do you? Uh, how do you sort of change your life around? Not just not change your life around, but change your life and become a, a different individual in a sense, but still saying the same person. Yeah, I, I don't think there's an answer. I think it's <clears throat> it's so hard. Yeah, I, I know guys that sort of took me under their wing when I came into the team and have had really really big issues. And for me, learning from that is a quite a big thing. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I can't give you an answer because I'm I haven't done it. I've never I've come out like I said. I've come out of school. I've managed to get into the team really young. Um, I've been successful, which is great. But you know, in a couple years' time, maybe another four after Tokyo, who knows if I can come back? Like, I'm going to have to hit reality. Mm. And the biggest thing is going from, I think, being an athlete, especially at the top end. Like, I'm going out there every day, and my my, you set these small targets to achieve a goal, mm. and that's how I've thrived. I think in how I operate in life. So all of a sudden, you finish and you've achieved it. Like, where do you go from there? Mm. Um, and you, so you go into potentially a dead end job that you know nothing about and you're being told what to do by a 20 year old that's going to be fucking hard of course it is yeah. but there is no I don't know I don't think there's potentially enough in place there's no obvious path no you know for for that and and there, there really should be and there should be more investment and more time spent on a rehabilitation of sportsmen going back into the normal world they, you know, we started yeah. doing it with the military where uh, you know which which they had neglected for a long time for, yeah. for, 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 for years right you yeah. were paid when you, when people came back from the war or whatever they were given like £3,000 and said yeah. see you later even yeah. if they'd lost their leg and I think what's going to happen now is that 
people are going to look at um, the, the military, and yes, there's probably arguments saying that the military go through horrendous situations and things that they have to try and deal with. But being a sportsman and going that for your ten years and being dedicated to one sport and well, because you're 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 doing it for yourself, but also your country, right? You know, you're you know to to achieve that level of of sporting prowess and achievement, you have to basically make so many sacrifices. For you know to to actually attain that goal, absolutely. So there, so, so there is there are a lot of parallels as well. I but. still think like <clears throat> passion is the biggest thing. Yeah. I know it's, it sounds really cliche, but if you're passionate about something and you can have a job like you guys doing this, for example, it's fun. He loves Francis loves doing no, it. No, but like yeah. jokes aside, like you're passionate about yeah, doing true. it, yeah. and Love it, it it means that it's you know it's it's a pleasure to do every day. Yeah, and if I can get that back with rowing, then there's no reason why I can't carry on. Yeah, um, but passion for me, like that's what it's got to be led from. Otherwise, mm. what's the point doing anything? I completely. Agree. It's so. It's so about in life doing something that you you love to do that you want to do. And I tell you why we are very fortunate, and a lot of people aren't dealt this card. But the reason why we are quite fortunate is because uh, we were able to discover what we wanted to do in life. You know, you were given the chance to row and play rugby and all these different things. And France and I would, you know, we were given the chance to go and either like, you know, I was given the chance to perform on stage and, and I knew I loved doing that. And so where was the way I was going to get into that kind of area? And a lot of people out there don't have that choice. Exactly. And mm. that's what's so hard. Well, they, still, well, they go through, you know, most of their life not doing what they want to do, yeah. you know, or, or what yeah. they It's opportunity do. as well, like the three of us being and growing up around the Thames Valley, like... Mm that's really uncommon yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's um, so, it, so we are extremely lucky I, yeah. I, I read this book you, should, you probably read it called Outliers um, which is yeah. all about luck. Malcolm Gladwell yeah luck and situational things and he talks about how uh, for example ice hockey players like yeah. 78% of ice hockey players are born from August to December I've because, heard about it yeah. yeah because when they're you know four or five because they're a year above because they're, age, they're yeah, older yeah, yeah, than yeah. the boys so they have an advantage from the beginning they've got, yeah. a, bit more yeah. so they, they've got a bit more strength a bit yeah. more weight bit more, and at that age it's all about speed and size Aggression. <laughs> and aggression. And so as a coach, you focus on the boys who are bigger. So yeah. even though there's a guy who's born in March who's smaller, but more shot. talented, he doesn't get that mm. shot. And it's like, you know, you grew up, you know, in the Thames Valley area, so you got introduced to rowing. And, and it's just such as... And so we should really... Not to get too philosophical. <laughs> Don't get too fisted. Don't get too fisted. Not to get too fisted on us, but um, if we have. We should really uh, count our lucky stars. Yeah. That you know, we do go through these hardships, and you know, Francis, myself, you, we've all had our ups and downs mentally in terms of our mental health and things like that. But we are very lucky that we can kind of sort of look back at our lives and realize that we have had to do things that we love to do, mm. and that's yeah. it. And. Um, so we we spoke ages ago about this, but I but I was thinking like how if I if say like obviously I haven't rode for a very long time, but if I went out and did like an altitude training camp and uh, and like got super like pushed, like could I come back and row Henley? Do you think? Yeah. Absolutely, you can come back and row. Like, yeah, yeah. No, there's no reason why. Town, but everyone can come yeah, back yeah, and yeah. row. Like, yeah. it's it is open. You just yeah. gotta. I think is it. You know, it's not gonna be fun coming back. No, it's I not. I think you've no. gotta. You well, no, really want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, right, Francis. We need to have uh, the answer to the question of the week. So the question of the week, if you remember, was what was the first U.S. collegiate rowing club? Uh, well, you said Washington, and I said Harvard. The answer yeah. is. The answer is Yale. Yeah. Oh, I was close. Which was uh, founded in 1848. I was I was closer than yeah. you. 
feel like I was closer. I'm than, livid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should I've be. I've been well. to Yale's boat club actually. You have? Is it lovely? Yeah. yeah. No, it's very nice. Hey, do you know what else is so lovely? Uh, what? The fact that we're going to have your diary. Oh yeah. Tuesday. I don't think I've ever been to Dulwich, and I'm cl- inclined to think that this may have something to do with the name. It may well be a nice place, but it just sounds boring. It does sound boring. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Dulwich sounds boring. Sounds, it sounds like Roehampton, just boring. <laughs> and like everyone just walks around scratching themselves occasionally. In Dulwich? So they've got a dull itch. <laughs> oh, God's sake. <laughs> Literally walked into that. Even thinking about it makes me feel itchy. Imagine what it would be like to live there and be constantly reminded of that dull itch you can't get rid of whenever you order a taxi. don't even really know where it is. Somewhere. Where is it? Well, uh, uh, your itch, your Dulwich. Dulwich? Oh, it's south. It's south. Is it's, it? Yeah, it's south London. I thought it was near Leicester. No, Dulwich is south London. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> near Leicester? What? what? S- <laughs> south London? <laughs> All right, well. Dulwich College. Oh, well, I really should go there. <laughs> yeah, you should go there. Someone was stabbed just 50 yards away from Prince George's school, and the press are going crazy about it. But why? I mean, it's ridiculous. Prince George has his teachers and bodyguards watching him round the clock. It's just, there's just absolutely no way he could have done it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) I liked it, man. I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, Hey, Will, thank you, man, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for being a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Will Satch, uh, you're a legend, you're a hero, you are an Olympian. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast Olympic today. gold medalist, yeah. member of the British Empire. Oh, yeah, how was that? What was what was that like, getting your... That was great crack. Yeah, I took the family along, and it was it was just really special. It was yeah. a cool thing to do. It's quite, fully... a, quite an epic moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, fully deserved, buddy, honestly. All really... for towing on an oar, that's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so much more... It's but doing your... it very well. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's your just commitment doing to... Doing it the best. The best way. It's your commitment to a sport and your commitment to that kind of lifestyle, which is it, you, not anyone in the world can do that. You know, there's a very rare few you can do it. So I congratulate you massively on that. Uh, Will, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. What we like to do is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, God, you've opened it up. And you've given me a warning yeah, for like as well. A, and I've got one, literally got nothing. First one ever had a warning. Give me something. Well, say, what about, what if about you'd the- like to get involved in rowing, <laughs> go to BritishRowing.com. What about okay? What does your what does your coach say to you before you row? What is your what does someone say to you? What well, it's advice- broken. It's completely broken English. So I don't even know. It's um- what advice? What advice did your did your? No, in all honesty, I'd say um, if there are any rowers listening, I'd I'd sort of just keep your options open, and everyone sort of sees. I remember being at school and seeing. Um, sort of my heroes rowing in the team and it was I was desperate to get in there and I sort of obviously I did it very young um, but I'd I, you know there's a lot of opportunity out there and if you're offered uh, you know there's scholarships to the states and stuff just be really open and make sure that you're enjoying the sport before you mm. just attack it and get stuck in before it's you know becomes really serious um, just enjoy stuff a little bit more and be passionate about it yeah Fucking and if that. you are very tall then do they still have world class start? I don't know what's going on with that anymore. Potentially, if you're very tall, basically if you're very tall, you could probably be a good rower. <laughs> That's France's advice. Well, right. it makes your bones grow, doesn't it? Yeah, Francis? yeah, exactly, and it, and it will make you grow even taller. So Jamie, there's still hope for you. I think I'm too late for that, boys. Uh, will Satch, thank you so much. We really no appreciate it. Can we follow you on Instagram? Absolutely. Oh, Will Satch, here we go, um, dude. You it's are at Will Satch. Will underscore Satch. Will underscore Satch. 
Just, drop, check that. Out Just his, drop that one in hey, there. Will. Go slip into his DMs. <clears throat> check out his gold medals. Yeah. Hey, Will. <laughs> hey, Will. I love you. Say it back to me. <laughs> say it back to Oh, I can see it in your eyes. That's okay. I don't need to say it. I just look. There we go. You see it. The look of love. Glasses. Will Satz, it's thank you so much. Appreciate it. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.